Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 13. My name is Scroobius Pip. Thank you for tuning in. Um, hope you all had a lovely Christmas and New Year and enjoyed our Distraction Pieces Podcast over that period with Simon Peck and Killer Mike, two that I was hugely excited about and seem to have gone down amazingly well. So thank you for tuning in there. Um, this week's podcast is with Will and Phoebe. Which, you know, in context there probably means absolutely nothing to you. So I'll explain further just after I've done the uh, the sponsors for this week. Um, we are brought to you this week by Speech Development Records. That's my record label. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing in your ear now. How rude. I'll, it'll be completely justified if off the back of that you just decide to not go to speechdevelopmentrecords.com and spend your hard-earned money. So I understand that. But our other sponsor... Um, is onit.com that's a human optimization uh, website they sell a lot of fitness stuff and supplements but also sell um nootropics which are kind of mental supplements i used alpha brain i went out to learn the lyrics to you will see me one of my songs i had to learn that that backwards for the video um and yeah i like it so, so check it out and you can get 10 percent off for being a distraction pieces podcast listener if you go to onit.com slash scroobius pip o-n-n-i-t.com slash s-c-r-o-o-b-i-u-s-p-i-p so give them a look um aside from the sponsors another way that you can all genuinely really support us is by subscribing um it makes a difference um on itunes or on acast or in any of these it's, it's something that you can do for free that genuinely helps us out with a podcast because basically uh, with sponsorship and with every every other way we have of getting money that keeps it free for you if you know what i mean any any way we have of making other people pay for you to listen to this um the numbers help and subscribing just means you automatically get that that, that download it also kind of synchronizes them all so i'm going into a lot of detail here but so basically it will mean that a load of downloads will happen at once which will put us higher in the charts which is a good way to reach out to new listeners and and people who didn't know about it so there's probably still a lot of you listening thinking uh, this is nice but i can't be asked to subscribe i'm going to ask you one more time if you could subscribe that'd be great as said on itunes on acast um on anywhere you listen basically it's pretty straightforward to go there there's a a subscribe button when you click on the actual podcast so rather than on on this episode if you go into the distraction pieces section it'll have a option to subscribe so please subscribe and enjoy it you know all the future and all the previous ones but this week's podcast is another one I'm, i'm very excited about remember um what number was it i think it was number six i had a guy called simon singh and I explained I was excited about that because he was someone that I knew a, a, a lot of of my listeners maybe hadn't heard of, but I felt would be really interesting. That has turned out to be one of the most popular podcasts in the series so far. Obviously, we've had f- far bigger names, but the Simon Singh one I've probably had the most tweets about. It's one of the most downloaded. So, And this is a, a similar one. I want to do a, a lot of these. Obviously, we will have celebrity names on the podcast, but I also like to do ones that aren't as famous but uh you know a very are very much worth our audience uh hearing and this one is two people who work at a website that i've become a, a big fan of it's called fullfact.org i won't go into tons of detail because obviously we've got an hour-long podcast that's doing that but um yeah i found them when there was a a britain first post supporting some ukip um 
beliefs and and a friend of mine posted it i talk about this in the podcast but basically as soon as i saw it it struck me as being factually inaccurate and someone posted a full a fullfact.org link to um to their breakdown of this article and showing the true stats behind it and why it's, it's factually inaccurate um so that's the kind of thing they do but they will talk about that in far more detail um Stick around at the end and I will pop back up and uh, give you some more information about next week's show and everything coming in the future. See you in a bit. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. Hello, 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 hello. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Oh, there we go. I've just turned it up slightly. One, two, one, two. Don't know why you say hello, I say goodbye. Yes, and we're rolling, so that's our exciting start. Um, hello, I'm here with Will and Phoebe from Full Facts, uh, or fullfacts.org. Um, Is it org? All yep, the, all the yep, intelligent our websites org. are org, aren't they? Yep. R- rather Facts. than com or <laughs> .co. I've, I've noticed that, all the, all the response ones. Um, Thank you very much for coming on um, and chatting about what the website is. Um, do you want to start by kind of, of telling people um, maybe how it started or how or who came up with the idea and what and what you do? Okay, well, um, my name's Will. I um, I was the one who kicked Full Fact off, I guess, um, back in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Um, I was working in Parliament. I was working for a non-party political uh, member of House of Lords, and I was so sick of reading briefings from charities and pressure groups and lobbyists and all of these people that had complete nonsense in Mm. them. And some of that nonsense made its way into serious decisions, made its way into people making laws. And then I ran across this idea they had in the United States where they have organizations that just fact check things that politicians and journalists and other people say and call them out on it when it's not true. And I thought that sounded like a great idea. And the thing that really surprised me was because I worked for a non-party person, I could write to people in each of the parties, so I did. And I wrote to them and I said, they have this idea of the US and don't we need something like that here? Yeah. And all of them wrote back within just a couple of days and said, yeah, actually, I get that. That's really important. Yeah, that'd and be great. that's how it got off the ground. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, it's something... I, I mean, I found out about you guys through um, a specific article, so, so we'll talk about that later, but... It's something that has always been a big bugbear of mine, the fact that, I mean, the Daily Mail is always quite rightfully targeted as the biggest stir of bullshit, or traditionally, but even the Daily Mail has some level of fact-checking and you have to have your sources because they're journalists, regardless of how well you rate them as journalists, they're journalists. And I think the dawn and rise of the internet and blogs and internet articles, these people aren't journalists. These people are... is anyone they don't have to fact check and they can write any shit and because of the way we're brought up with trust in the news and trust in what you read and even you always still even the the more inquisitive have a question everything but still if something just comes up and it sounds right it's quite easy to either believe it or even more just to repost it and to re and to tweet it off or facebook it and things like that and i think that that scares me hugely um even i mean 
a Wikipedia, I think, is a scary thing. My mum and, uh, and brother are working libraries, and they hate Wikipedia because, again, <laughs> it's, it can be really helpful, but it can also be complete bullshit. It can be completely inaccurate because it's not fact-checked. It's, 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 it's users um, entered information, so yeah. the, the fact-checking isn't there, and Wikipedia has become one of the main sources for fact-checking now, which mm. is shocking. So, yeah, that's kind of... Do you feel all of that has kind of made your website all the more urgent and all the more important? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of people hate the Daily Mail because they actually hate what the Daily Mail stands for. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why it has this big reputation, this kind of uh, big base of people who really don't like it. Actually, one of the reasons why the Daily Mail um, kind of has such stick as it publishes far more stuff than most of the other tabloid newspapers. Right. If you look at the volume of information the Mail puts out compared to the Mirror, actually it's doing more. Yeah. And so, you know, some of those comparisons might even be a bit unfair, but we, you know, just as we kind of have a go at the things we don't like, we tend to share the things we do like. Yeah. And when you see something you like, you instinctively agree with. Of course, yeah. you're kind of, you're going to give it a bit of a softer ride. Yeah. And I think, you know... Now that it's so easy for people to publish things in places like Wikipedia that are really important, that kind of question in the back of your mind, does that really sound right, becomes so important. But I think what's really good about the internet is that you can link to stuff. So you can link to sources. And I think while there are probably a lot of blogs or people on the internet who don't do that, a lot of the ones that we come across, um, people writing about stuff that we're interested in, they do always link back to their sources. Um, And you can't really do that on the radio and you can't really do it in print. So I actually think there's a lot more potential for fact-checking on the internet. Tons more potential, but again, it has to be something that more becomes more naturally ingrained in our our mindsets. And to go to the complete basic a level that hopefully everyone can understand who's listening you may not have a blog but a lot of people will have instagram and they'll post a picture that they found somewhere else and not think to mention where they found it it's that simple thing of saying right we'll just give that that credit and that that history and backstory there it's quite a simple thing and but as as trivial as that feels that kind of indicates to me a lack of that that mindset in our natural online lives yeah and it's interesting isn't it because um you know actually you can usually trace stuff through newspapers you know newspapers often say where they get things from politicians when they're quoting newspapers often say it came from this newspaper so in our work what we do is we will you know if politician says something we'll go and we'll find out where they got it from we'll trace that back and we'll go and get to the end of that chain and then work out whether it stacks up or not and then go right back up the chain and say you got this wrong and this needs to be corrected yeah now, when you when you cut off that chain, it becomes so hard. Yeah. And when stuff does spread on Facebook, mm. it's really, really hard for anyone other than the people who are actually sharing it and their friends to actually to, address to see what what's spreading wrong. and kind of what what's mm. getting out there. Yeah. So, so, so how exciting is that? Is 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 the hunt for the for, for the actual information? I'm sure at times it's the most mundane and boring <laughs> thing in the world, but it just the idea that you've got to then chase because is there a set is do you kind of have your go-to places or is there is it generally a right how do I get to the bottom of this one a kind of new adventure every time I'm overplaying this slightly but yeah I think the really exciting thing is every time we are told nobody else has asked us that question yeah and in a way that's the most depressing thing because you know what would be great is if just every time a powerful person or institution said something everybody was saying yeah back it up 
you know, yeah. tell us where you got that from or we yeah. don't care that you said it. But, you know, so often we find you ring up a press office and we are the only ones who say, we want to see your research. Yeah. We want to see the actual questions you asked. Yeah. If you're putting these numbers out, where did they come from? And that's the standard and you've got to be able to back things up. Mm. Um, so that's, that's really satisfying. Yeah, and there are times completely. when it's just funny. Yeah. And I, I think the more someone refuses to give you the information, obviously, the more determined you become. The yeah, more get exciting it. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. We've done this, quite you, a so. lot of internal reviews on people like trying to refuse us FOI requests and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's just really satisfying when you get hold of the information. Amazing. So, I mean, I want to come back and dig more in, 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 into that, but I feel early on it'd be good to give an example of, sure. of, of, of what you do. Just so people, obviously we're talking away because we both know what you do and what and, and, and how this can come out. But let's get early on. Is it all right if we talk about the one that I had contacted you after? Please, yeah. So basically I'll tell the story of, of my part of it here. Um, a lot of people online who follow me will know um, I hate Britain first. Is, 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 I'm not going to be bold about it. And just before, I'll, 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 I'll preface this with the fact that I like that you guys don't, have a side you'll yeah. kind of fact check everyone it's not it's not a let's go and get the right wing idiots it's let's let's well, expose we, them but let's expose the the, the left wing idiots and the middle idiots <laughs> and everyone who's an idiot let's just kind of <laughs> take them all what we say to everybody is we're not on your side yeah. but we're not on anybody else's yeah. side either yeah and that's the yeah. best we can do take yeah. it or leave it so yeah. on, i mean on, on on this one it was a britain first article and the reason it really struck me was um a, a close friend of mine uh I reposted it and he was someone who isn't an idiot who is a nice guy he's not some silly I come from Stanfley Open Essex I'm right near Grays and Tilbury which is where um, a UKIP have got in first where the BNP have had strongholds so it's that kind of area but this this wasn't one of those guys and the article was the heading was um illegal immigrants getting more benefits than pensioners and there was this whole article breaking that down and I was really sad to see Number one, I mean, I generally have a thing if someone, I, and this is possibly too harsh, but if someone I'm friends with on Facebook shares a Britain First post, I delete them from my friends. Like, without conversation. And not and not that I wouldn't talk to them in the street, just that decision. I think people put a bit too much on Facebook and how important it is. For me, I don't care. It's, it, it's a digital world. If you're posting stuff I don't want to see, that doesn't mean I hate you, but it means I don't want to engage. But this one struck me because it was like, right... I know this guy's a good dude. So I kind of, I called him out on it a bit. Um, and someone else, another friend of ours, who wasn't choosing to be as harsh as me, I, I, I kind of went in a bit hard. I was a bit hard. I, I, I maybe hadn't slept well. Um, <laughs> but an, another friend of mine just posted a link to the Britain First um, page breaking down this particular article. And I was like, wow, that's a really a great resource for people who You mean don't the full fact page breaking down the article? Yeah, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Not the, yeah, I've got that the wrong way around. Um, so, so, yeah, and it, it was just great. That's a really nice way for people who maybe don't want to cause offence or be too aggressive, but say, hey, man, that's actually wrong. Here's here's the facts, and leave it at that. So can we discuss the, that one and break down the actual facts and then maybe how you dug them out? And, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, this is this is a real classic. Actually, um, my mother once sent me an email with this in, saying, yeah. you know, one of my friends sent me this. Will, is it right? So it gets around all over the place. Yeah. And we know that MPs get letters from people who've seen this thing spreading around and have done for years and are like, you know, and, what and are you yeah, going to do about this? A lot this of is these a scandal. just come around again. Yeah. Don't they? A lot of, yeah. I've noticed that yeah, with a lot of the, the fake, yeah, the fake stories and think they just 
they they're there for a minute and then they die down and zombies as you said they yeah. just keep keep regurgitating a new someone posts it with a new date mm. and suddenly it's a relevant and topical yeah. thing yeah but the thing is i mean this one is just so wildly wrong yeah what they what the the letter says is that illegal immigrants can get thirty thousand pounds just under thirty thousand pounds a year in benefits yeah um, and uh, uh, our pensioners, British pensioners, will only get about sixteen thousand pounds. Yeah. Actually, illegal, Im- but illegal asylum seekers. I mean, that's the illegal thing, again. <laughs> you know, one of the obviously, that you guys uh, highlight as well. One of the things that angered me the most about uh, anyone reposting this was simply read the title. How are illegal immigrants getting benefits? Yeah. They're illegal. You can't yeah. claim benefits. So just the fact that the title just clearly wrote it off as complete bullshit from uh, from the start, kind of. shocked me enough but you were kind of again quite passive with that and said (laughs) that's stupid and let's assume what they mean is asylum seekers and let's approach it from rather I mean the full fact page could have been illegal immigrants can't get benefits solved (laughs) (laughs) so you're like we've done that we didn't have to research it today it's just solved that's that's that but you you were better than that you were a bigger man our job is to work out what what's the best claim people can make you know if if this is like a position people stand for our job is to do it the best justice we can sure and then work out if it stacks up and give people enough information to decide that for themselves so it's not just us telling them yeah it's like here are all the sources Mm. and make up your own minds perfect but this one, so, yeah, you have to assume it's asylum seekers people are talking about, yeah. not illegal immigrants. And if you do, and then you add up all the different types of benefits that the letter talks about, then over the course of a year, they'll get about £4,000. Right. When the letter says £30,000. Yeah, that's it's a big difference. It's just wildly, dramatically yeah. wrong. It just doesn't have any obvious basis, that's, in fact. And that's... Uh, sourced through just going in and, and looking at what benefits are available yeah. to be claimed and what the like literally the letter of the law is yeah, on that plugging away through welfare law yeah and you know um in this case i think um mps have had so many inquiries about it for the house of commons library had actually written a guide for them oh, explaining wow. what was going on so that yeah. was really helpful yeah, so yeah sometimes you get a leg up with things like that yeah. but ultimately you've got to be able to trace it back to the law or take it take it back to the official information or the best available research and work out how good that is or whatever and be able to present that and say well here's what we know and sometimes here's what we don't know Mm. but here are the limits if you like and then people can take it from there that's that's great again to be broad on the here's here's a maximum a minimum an average kind of here's what should be expected but again i like the fact that you guys tend to go to trying to give these articles a leg up in a way of going look here's if it was really pushed here's what they could possibly they're unlikely to get this much but here's the maximum that they could get and it's still twenty six thousand under what their yeah. their claim yeah. is so yeah yeah so so, so so what did you then i presume you looked at the pensions side of it next and saw what they yeah i mean the what i just gave you was the total figures i mean it breaks up to um you know three thirty six pounds 62 per week for singles couples get 72 pounds 52 a week 100 pound additional weekly hardship allowance for yeah. people um, wanted to say would exist um but doesn't actually seem to exist and so on and so forth yeah. so you have to break it down into lots of little bits yeah but in this case it's not one of those marginal things where you need to understand all the details it's one of those big things where you need to understand mm. just how 
you know, he's, actually he's how wrong inaccurate it, it know, was. If you want to make sensible decisions about, you know, who, who we want to allow in the country and whether we're, you know, because these are asylum seekers, we're not talking about people who are coming here for, like, to get, um, you know, because they want jobs. These people are meant to be coming here yeah. because, you know, they're meant to be running away from something. Yeah. So, you know, how are we going to treat them, you know? actually matters that's quite yeah, a big I, I guess moral decision that people are going to want yeah, to make hugely and they're going to want to make it based on some if information that actually matters actual that actually means actual something information yeah. yeah yeah completely um and i think that again the 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 fact with this one that you've said it's it was actually quite readily available information that it that, that information had been prepared and i think that's in a way something that makes a uh, full fact all the more important to me and just again i i always try and just reflect things onto my personal experiences and the fact is if i'm on tour people will i'll tweet about the tour i'll say the venues i'll say this and people will tweet me saying have you got a link Mm. and the fact is i don't have links memorized if i need the link i have to enter the information into google exactly the way that they would have to do to get that link (laughs) and i'll do that often because i'm a capitalist and i want them to buy my tickets Um, (laughs) but but the fact is there's that level of laziness and natural mm-hmm. laziness to I can't be bothered to actually look for it. So the fact that it's, it's, it's readily available isn't enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Isn't enough that you can do your own research. It's kind of helpful that you can... It's even easier. The research is done for them and written out here. So even people... I've got a lot of friends who post a lot of, 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 of righteous and campaign-type stuff on Facebook. And in a way, it's good that you guys can kind of facilitate them to be more accurate and more... They can be lazy armchair activists, but at least their facts are right. You know, it's kind of that that helps out. I think it is really hard to find facts on quite a lot of these things, though. Um, So we do quite a lot of live fact-checking. We were doing Question Time last year, and sometimes we did it by ourselves. Sometimes we did it kind of all as a group in the office or wherever. Yeah. Um, And I've tried to do that occasionally. I'm the comms officer, so I don't actually do the research. And even though I've been here for two years and I have had some experience doing live fact-checking, I still find it quite hard. If I hear something on the radio, I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. Like... It is really difficult to find facts quite a lot. And we're trying to work out how to make that easier. Um, So we built this tool called Finder, which kind of takes you through three layers of like um, interface so you can find the information just by clicking two or three times. Um, And that's obviously quite a step up from having nothing like that. But it's still not perfect. And it doesn't tell you, here's what's going on in the field of immigration. Like It'd be really good to have background sort of... um, kind of like briefings almost and stuff like that as well as you know here's a source of information yeah yeah and i think again it is as you said it's about i'm making things easier there's certain Mm. people and my my brother's always been good at having his certain go-to places to check these information i'm sure you guys will have certain things that you know that it's it's a good source or it can it can cut the middleman out slightly but Mm. it's great to however you can make it easier because even although it's nice to be able to just read it on a website and there's the facts it will stick with you a little bit more if you've had to do a tiny bit of legwork even even if it's that tiny bit of going through your website or going through you guys and and finding that it means that bit more than just here's the story here's the solution i can forget about that now it's solved i I really love that um you tweeted this thing at us a few months ago um which is basically an idea for a facebook app where you could just i think it was like scan your friend's timeline or something yeah 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 yeah. i think that's a really great idea and we'd love to do that sort yeah, of thing like we need amazing yeah people, I'm, I'm, we need I'm, developers and like money to do that kind of thing but i made a fake exactly a fake do. image on i use britain first as an example but just have an option on facebook yeah. that says 
a fact check and you just click that to fact check it and then there you go you can just as quick as anything and that'd be amazing i think a lot of these things are going to come gradually there's Mm. a website i'm a big fan of called nomore.org which um a guy a b dolan started up and they're trying to relaunch it now because it's been there for a few years and it's kind of got a bit stagnant but the point of that is you can enter at the time of launch you can enter any company in the in the future 500 or or whatever it's called um and it'd give details of who owns it what Mm. they who they're in bed with or what their practices are Mm -hmm. and the fact is when they started that they had a lot of dreams and ideas that weren't realistic but now i mean one of their main things was like they would because they're they're big believers in you vote with your wallet that what you buy is as important as who you go and write and it in a poll and they dreamed of having some kind of way of that you could scan barcodes and get that information amazing that's kind of a realistic thing now you could yeah. i mean it takes some money to develop it but if you're in a shop like you've mm. you've got stupid apps to scan scan barcodes to find the best deal somewhere or things that, so yeah. it, that yeah. technology has been invented now so it's the mm. case of implementing it to go right if i scan this because i mean the first song i ever had spoke about um a, a boycotting coca-cola and nestle yeah. and that was in 2006 and that was a viable thing it's a lot harder to do now that they own so many companies that you don't realize that they own and so it's kind of that thing of going right let's scan this and then i can can make i make i make my decisions but all of those things it's all technology in the way it's progressing so having an option Mm -hmm. to just put an article into into a fact check engine or something would be yeah well you might be really interested to know um recently we started getting volunteers in and one of the things one of them was doing who was a developer um is creating basically a tool like a chrome plugin where you can highlight some text on an article and then send it to us yeah and just be like please fact check this please um yeah so i think that's That's nearly ready um but it's being converted into chrome um so yeah we'll let everyone know amazing so so Let's talk about kind of how it works here. How um, number one, how how you're how you're funded, how you manage to do this, and have staff yeah. and volunteers and time. Is it a purely volunteer thing? Is there investors? Oh, what's the deal? Well, we're a charity. Um, yeah. It took eighteen months. So I told you I wrote that first um, letter right at the beginning to to these three people, and actually one of the top journalists as well, saying. Um, you know, this is a good idea, isn't it? Mm-hmm. After that, it took 18 months to get off the ground. And what that was, was basically recruiting like top people who would say, I care about this from all over politics yeah. so that we could say, actually, yeah, this is neutral. Like yeah. People from all over have decided that there is a limit to how much nonsense you can have in politics before yeah. it's just bad for everyone and have come together to do something about it. I mean, that's, I mean that in itself is a really positive thing to know that yeah. it started within politics because i think in general the public now think of politicians as as liars as cheats as as whatever which is a horrible thing because it makes it it's one of the most important jobs in the world but then suddenly it becomes one of the least appealing jobs because you're generally hated so it's great to hear that it was politicians who were going yeah this needs sorting out there's too much it's too messy and the problem with politicians is that they tend to assume that you know people don't trust us what is it about us people don't understand that they don't trust us like this is a communications problem it's not you know there's so much stuff said in politics which isn't trustworthy which is exaggerated or which is just wrong you know deliberately accidentally whatever there's so much stuff said that isn't trustworthy but it makes sense just to say I don't know which bits to trust so I don't trust 
what I'm hearing. Who's saying it, yeah, And yeah, politicians yeah. need to get that, actually, if you want to be trusted, mm. something about the way you behave has to change. Yeah. Something about what information you give people so that they can make their own minds up. Something about making sure the information you're using is actually worth using. Yeah. All of that actually has to change. Yeah. And so that was the case we were making. And... Um, back in the beginning, basically, it was charitable trusts who started getting us funded. So there's a wonderful little charitable trust called the Joseph Roundtree Charitable Trust. It was mm-hmm. basically when the guy who set up Roundtrees, who made the fruit pastels right, and stuff, yeah. died. He created this endowment that does it funds little projects that do things about power and responsibility. And yeah. that was where we came in. So, we, so I went to them and I said, fact-checking, we should have that here. And they were like, hmm not convinced but go away and think about it some more and I did and they came back and and then second time round with a few more people on board um, they said yes and the guy who became our chairman um, also put some money in and it was those two together that helped us get off the ground and they yeah. got us through the first year and then a couple more of these foundations got in and now we, we've got to a point thankfully where there are people you know all over the country you know who pop up and we say actually we need your support now yeah. we've got to get past the point where big institutions are where we're getting our money from we need people to say yes we care about this yeah. and actually it does make a difference we've proven that now yeah. we got the Daily Mail to set up a corrections column very long story but oh, you wow. know, we were behind it setting up a corrections column yeah. we helped to get the sun to follow suit um, that wasn't so, solely us but you know, they, we, we had a hand in that I mean, we have amazing. stopped ministers using statistics that they're not prepared to back up in, po- in public which aren't independent published yeah. and we've got lots and lots of individual things corrected so you can make a difference yeah you can stop things that aren't true spreading i mean that's 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 really interesting and a real big deal on the corrections column and giving somewhere that is um visible and and noticeable because I, I always i've always found the whole corrections thing in papers so insulting um and the example i always give i'm i'm, I'm a Millwall fan right. um, <laughs> for my sins and there was an article in the sun a years ago and Millwall have always had a history and problem with racism i've yeah. been going since i was five it's that as a club we've done so much to move on from that so yeah. but again i'm not one of them fans that's going to say oh no we never have there has been i remember growing up and hearing stuff and being ashamed of it but it's something we've done a lot for and there was an article an expose this guy it was a big two-page thing of a guy a black journalist experience at, at Millwall and he went there and he reported that he'd seen um f- fans doing um, a Nazi salute and chanting Sea Carl um which was sh- a shocking even to me who's been going my whole life and I've never seen that right when the correction came out um, he realised that we were playing, I think it was either Southend or Brighton, and it was the away, away fans chanting seagulls <laughs> and putting their hands up in support, just going, seagulls, seagulls, that he's then reported as Millwall fans giving Nazi salutes and chanting seagulls oh, in a big two-page thing. The correction, small article, tiny little a one-column thing. It's been, yeah. we have realised that there was an inaccuracy. Mm. Yeah. This And it's like... That doesn't make a difference. Oh, I'm having some. I'm getting some weird, some weird sounds all of a sudden. Um, yeah, that was the kind of. It didn't make a difference. It was the fact that 
<laughs> that's insane. The, uh, people have read that big two-page bit now, yeah. and that's yeah. that. That's all there's going to be. That's kind of that's that's unescapable. That all they will remember is the racism at Mill. They're not going to read that tiny little yeah, little article. And in the same way, I think it's really hard once. Um, a myth has been established as a fact it's really really hard to shift it and there's loads of research saying that Um, but I think the silver lining probably is that I think there is a cultural change so for example people know we're going to ring them up now I think like you know the newspapers have accepted that they need to have corrections columns and obviously those are just like short mile posts or milestones on a longer journey Um, and I think one day it'd be great if we could get a front page correction for something that was on the front page of a newspaper Um, but that is a long way off (laughs) and by the way do you know who doesn't have a corrections column House of Commons yeah only ministers have a corrections column for stuff they say in parliament but Mm. MPs there's nowhere for them to say I put my hands oh, up wow. you know I want it on the record that yeah. this was wrong and I want the record corrected but also, that's, that's just weird I think it's also something that we want to change um, we don't want corrections to be seen as shameful so like obviously mm. something like Millwall being racist in the past like that's completely different yeah. um, but like corrections shouldn't be seen as something that you know you did completely wrong they should just be something that are kind of factual you just need to correct there it it's not a big deal yeah. Cr- yeah. yeah I think, yeah. I think there's it's far not a point too of pride. much of people feeling um, exactly a sense of, of pride I've mm. always been really glad that I've been brought up to be kind of almost above ha- happily proved long enthusiastic to <laughs> prove wrong because yeah. it's yeah. like well great I've learned then I've developed hopefully yeah. there's, there's a few people there's a guy called Moose Rock Wonga who's a great a, a journalist and, and, my, and my brother that if they ever post anything on Facebook that I see from the title I'm, I don't agree with I'll make a note to read that immediately because I'll kind of mm-hmm. think they're cleverer than me. Mm-hmm. That yeah. probably means I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's important that I read that. I've read that. Thought, I don't agree with that. I need to look into that because that probably means I'm wrong. So yeah. again, that's kind of a good thing to be able to have yeah. that and to, yeah. to feel that. Surely, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And I mean, mistakes happen. Yeah. Journalists in particular tend not to be specialists these days because newspapers have been cut back and back and back. And then dealing with such complicated topics and really tight deadlines, of course, you're going to make mistakes. But talking about that thing of, you know, really wanting to know whether you're right or not, one of the things that really impressed me early on was Trevor Kavanagh, who I think was something like chief political commentator of the Sun, basically a super powerful political journalist, yeah. actually spending a day exchanging emails with us about whether his statistics were right or not <laughs> and explaining where he got them from and whether yeah. they stacked up or not. And he didn't have to do that. Yeah, no, powerful enough guy that, you know, he can ring up number 10 and they worry about what he thinks. He didn't have to do that. He chose to do that because it mattered to him he wanted and that's quite impressive to actually. get greater mm. information and again it's as, as you said particularly for politicians i'd kind of yeah i i've i've seen it very much along a, a journalistic point of view and things like that but particularly f- for politicians if you want to continue on and stand and be trusted then it's in your benefit to know what you're fucking talking about really to, yeah, to, have, to yeah. have the correct information well I hope so and there's about to be an election yeah. and actually we get to decide whether it actually is in yeah. their benefit or not we yeah. get to decide whether we're going to stand up and ask them you know you've just said this where on earth did you get it from you know if you want me to trust you you've got to be able to justify what you just said so the election is, is you know the balls in our court. Yeah, you know, if we think this matters, let's do something. What's your plans with the upcoming election? Is there a lot kind of in place and kind of planned for that? Because again, it's 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 a hugely exciting time that we're at a point where people can be watching or reading this information and quite quickly getting accurate 
rebuttals or you know strengthening of these arguments Mm. yeah i mean we're really really heavily gearing up for the election so it's just a few months away now we are expecting to run 18 hours a day rapid response throughout the election so we want to put as much effort as the political parties are putting in but when they're trying to win their argument we're just going to be there to fight for a fair fight um, 18 hours a day as hard as we possibly can and what and what, and what do you feel is the quickest and most um uh, essential tool for that obviously the website um it, it feels to me like it's the greatest tool for in-depth b- breakdown almost after the fact i know obviously all of it's after the fact because you ha- actually have to research it but yeah you've you, you are on twitter and things like that and do you feel that that's going to be an equally key thing in in this kind of time where people do get a lot of of their news from twitter so if they're then f- following someone who might be saying that bit of news that you might have just heard not exactly yeah, true here's, here's the actual truth mm. on it and i think the speed of response is going to be the biggest thing yeah. for us so mm, that's yeah. why twitter is obviously really useful um yeah and i think if we can get on tv as well that would be really yeah. helpful so and that's why volunteers are actually so yeah. important because in order to do it you know we've got to take basically we've got to do loads of research before the election and people are helping us with that already and we need more mm. people to do that but then we need to be on the ball all through the election so we can spot things we've seen before mm. we can spot new things and then we can be ringing up the yeah. BBC we can be ringing up ITV and Sky and all the newspapers and saying have you seen this you know that doesn't stack up or we've got someone who can explain what's going mm. on here yeah. but there's only 11 of us so yeah. we're recruiting people I at mean, the moment yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Come I mean in we'll for do this or, again at the end obviously but can we get plug the Twitter address and how people who want to help could get in touch let's yeah, make, definitely. No, we'll do it again at the end and you'll find <laughs> us with full fact on Twitter now. and full fact.org online but yeah. um, definitely yeah, yeah. So. that's great. So if people can just hit you up on the Twitter and on yeah. the website, then yeah. they can and on Facebook. potentially come and help out. Yeah, that'd um, be great. So let's, is there anything else, are there any other particular stories or anything that you can go over or anything um, of, yeah, of that you'd like to discuss or talk about in this? Well, there's a great example. We were talking earlier about how easy is decent information to find. Yeah. And this is a really great example of... Um, how information ought to be easy to find and when it's not, things go horribly wrong. So you might remember the last election, Brooke Kinsella, the EastEnders actress, her brother was stabbed. So she was campaigning a lot about knife crime and how important that is. And the parties committed to toughening up sentences. So you've got mandatory mandatory uh, uh, prison sentences for Mm -hmm. threatening people with knives. Um, Fair play to them. And they introduced... Uh, bill to do this into parliament and it said that anyone over the 18 uh, age of 18 who threatened people with knives would go to jail yeah and then one wednesday the sun ran a newspaper article saying that two-fifths of all knife crime 40 percent of knife crime was committed by under 18s right and that same day an mp stood up in parliament and he asked the prime minister has the prime minister seen the headline in this morning's son 40 percent of knife crime is committed by under 18s and by the end of a week victims groups were saying almost half of knife crime is yeah. committed by under 18s and within a few months the law was being changed backbenchers on all sides were saying you know we need to extend this we need to make this you know for younger kids too and actually Labour put in an amendment saying 11 years old and up and actually wow. the rules were changed so 16 year old and up was a compulsory custodial sentence thing is that 40% is wrong Right. they asked one police officer in Enfield what proportion of knife crime do you think is committed by under 18s in your area that's absolutely insane How we have snowball. good statistics on this yeah. he was wrong 
by like he was 100% wrong it's half of what he thought it was <laughs> wow um, so like nationally nationally to be fair to him yeah. it's one, one fifth of knife crime 20% of knife crime, yeah. crime is committed by under 18s now I don't know whether you know it's a good idea or a bad idea to lock up under 18s compulsorily if they threaten people with yeah. knives it, that's not my business but I do know that that debate would have been much better off it was if it was based on if real information was accurate and it's it's crazy how yeah how that can snowball and how again it's kind of i guess mps are just just regular people sadly we don't have any superheroes yet that have revealed themselves (laughs) yet Um, but yeah it's sad because again it's that simple thing of that was a headline Mm. therefore that's being discussed Mm. in parliament and then laws are being changed that's petrifying imagine the as said the, the and and that's with a a little bit of um of responsibility that is in papers and the fact that there's a certain amount of accountability that's still manageable. Yeah, definitely. And, and the Sun corrected stuff, it six days later. Yeah, the Sun corrected it. And yeah, I mean did, that was us, but and I mean did they, they did. take that to Parliament and say, "Hi guys, yeah. <laughs> here's yeah. a mistake." That's crazy, isn't it? Mm. And that's why you know we we've, we've been trying to grow full facts so we actually have people who can spend our time just following up all the places where you know you drop a stone in a pond like that and the ripples go all over the place yeah. and you have to kind of try and clear up that misunderstanding mm. if it's going to be affecting important decisions yeah. and also a lot of the time we do so say during the Euro debates um, we called up Nick Clegg's office mm. and Nigel Farage about facts that they were using that were kind of completely wrong often about how much law is made in the UK yeah. um, and they really only have to change it kind of if if they want to um so i think what we really need is a lot more people standing up and challenging them like we can't just do it ourselves everybody needs to do it i was gonna ask uh, what is your relationship with like the sun and and these newspapers or with the politicians is it kind of a you can hear them sigh as as they answer (laughs) the phone to you and oh god it's these guys again or is it is it more of a okay well that's you know that's addressing things or I, th- I think the best thing we've got going for us is we're not there to call anyone a liar. Yeah. We don't check, you know, has you know, is Nick Clegg woefully wrong? Yeah. We check Nick Clegg has said this. Is this right or wrong? But this statistic you know? so is we, wrong. We played the not ball, saying not that the you man. were wrong, but what you said was yeah. inaccurate. Yeah. Exactly. Wherever you got that, wherever you sourced that from, whoever yeah. you need to fire or chastise, <laughs> yeah. got that wrong. Yeah. yeah, and we're not there to to trash people. That's yeah. not our job. We're there to help important people doing important jobs to do them well um, and um, the uh, rest of us to hold them to account and understand what's going on and and, you, and that's something they get. And I, that's great because the impartialness comes across on the website I think it comes across okay. that you're purely there to give the facts, you're not there to fight anyone's corners or to hang anyone out to dry because I think a thing that I've, I've found is um, inaccurate statistic or facts on either side is damaging. Um, obviously, I'm not a fan of, of 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 UKIP. Personally, I'm not a fan. I say obviously. Personally, I'm not a fan of UKIP. But it infuriated me a few m- months back when quotes were given um, that a UKIP MP had said on a radio station, and everyone was sharing this. I did a quick Google search. That radio station didn't even exist. Oh, wow. You then looked into it more, and it's completely inaccurate. And mm. it's weakening the argument. In my opinion, you keep doing enough to hang themselves. If if the people who are against them start to make shit up, then it just strengthens them because they're like, no, nah, you're just, you're always just saying this stuff. You know, it, it, it gives the UKIP f- f- followers a good reason to ignore everything that mm. is said against them rather yeah. than, you know, just, yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, 
it's hugely important on both sides to to be um stringent with what you post and what and do your own research and as said the fact that everyone who's listened to this now knows that there's a really kind of simple way to quickly check that yeah just pause on pressing share or retweet or whatever let's quickly let's quickly look into that and the thing is you know these claims only become powerful when people repeat them yeah that's what politicians know the reason they bang on about the same thing year after year is they know no one's listening most of the time so if so if you can persuade them to stop saying something because it's inaccurate you can actually cut out a lot of the damage you don't have to get it first time we want to yeah but you can actually do a lot of good just by stopping it being repeated yeah and that really is it because it's 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 the repetition people don't realize how strong at all repetition is Mm. and i've always said this um when people ask me what the key is for writing a hit record um firstly i explain i've never had a fucking hit record (laughs) Um, but then it's just for me (laughs) genuinely i think it's 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 repetition the songs that you Mm. enjoy the most at a gig is the one you've heard most at home the songs that are the biggest the ones you've heard on the radio the most therefore the posts on britain first that get shared the most are the Mm. ones that will have the wider spread and will get shared by people like my mum and dad who don't know what Britain First are mm. but will yeah. share it kind of going yeah I agree that Diana was great um, <laughs> and, then, and then it just starts to get that into everyone's it's just that's how it spreads it's not yeah. just kept within the people who believe Britain First is right mm. and immigrants are wrong and whatever yeah. it's kind of just it's that that unchecked repetition mm. that allows it to ripple as you said to grow and grow mm. and grow and become an ingrained part of our society yeah and that's interesting like quite often when we check stuff we try not to repeat a claim in a headline because especially if it's wrong yeah because if it's wrong people might just retweet that and a lot of people mistake it like they don't read the article properly so you have to be quite careful when even just when we're fact-checking stuff and how we publicize it yeah so people are actually again not being lazy in support of you yeah, you know, that's, exactly. that's, that, that's yeah, equally yeah. as important that they're actually going yes we are supporting you but I've read it properly and I understand rather than going yeah. Yeah. see it's wrong yeah. and not actually reading why it's wrong or the, yeah. the facts because again it's I don't know that is something that's scary I try not to hate on the rest of mankind too much <laughs> but that is a worry that it's so simple now to go I'll quickly read yeah I agree with the the, the, the gist of that Yeah, pass it on rather than I, I mean my brother's always said that um he 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 left Facebook, um, and part of it was because of the word "this." <laughs> when people will repost something, and just the only thing they'll add is this to say, oh, "I agree." It's like, yeah. actually, that's fine, but actually, give your own yeah. reason and view on it to show that you've taken in and understood. It's fine that someone may have said it mm. better, but even if it's just adding a sentence saying, "I read this," it really nailed mm. my feelings towards this or towards that. But the laziness of that's a common thing now of just this, mm. just to say that this article's right. And it, again, it kind of, it, it, in a way to me, it, it feels like you're more just saying that this headline is right. As you kind of said that it's more just acknowledging yeah. the headline mm. rather than anything even deeper than that, which mm. is, is worrying. And it's worth saying, like, so much of what we pick up is from, you know, really good causes. You know, I, I bet a lot of the people who listen to this give money every month yeah. to yeah. some good cause or another. And actually, who's checking what they say yeah. and whether it's true or not? Because yeah. when I started worrying about this kind of thing, it was because I was reading lots of the stuff they were telling powerful people, and some of it just didn't stack up. Yeah. So there are all kinds of people exercising all kinds of power who Completely. just I mean, need a bit of it's, kind of pushing at it's sometimes. It's easy to sit here 
and, sh- and shit on Britain first, or I find it very easy. Um, but it's equally things like um, a, a cancer research are, mm. you know, a huge, a huge organisation, a huge company. They have all these campaigns of we're going to march together and we're going to beat cancer. If you go on the cancer research site and go into their facts and stats and information, one of the things they state is they will never truly cure cancer. They will not find a pure cure for cancer because cancer is a term that's so broad and there's so many different mm. variants. This I didn't the, know that. The key on their stats even, if you break down their stats, it's the fact that... the. I like the 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 great leaps and bounds they've made on extended lifespans. They're not that accurate. We're just finding it earlier. Therefore, people are living longer, but after it's being found diagnosis. after diagnosis. Yeah. So it's again, everyone goes on about I'm going to give this and we're going to cure cancer. Curing isn't the the main priority sadly in reality it's the finding it's the identifying mm. it's the diagnosing and then the coping with the the you know the working with and all this kind of thing or the removing but again i think there's there's a mixed message put across there because it's a far easier thing for people to get to behind to say yeah. cancer's gonna we're gonna give it to it this time kind of thing it's like well no you're not that's not that mm. that's not the reality but it's easier to subvert the reality for something that you can get behind and mm. kind of support more. Yeah, and you've got to recognise, you know, there are there are times when you just have to honestly simplify as much as you can. Yeah. When you've got yeah. 30 I seconds to make a point, you've got to make yeah. the most honest point you can make in yeah. 30 seconds. But mm. there is a there is a limit to that. You know, it's that old Einstein thing about everything should be as simple as it can be, but no simpler. Yeah. And, you know... Yeah, 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 that's great. Um, um, so, so, so what on a... On a personal level, what's been the thing that you've had the most joy in 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 fact finding or proving wrong or do you know what I mean or what's felt like the greatest reward at the end? What have you have you got any examples that you can think of that? I remember the first set of things we ever went to get corrected. It was about special educational needs. Um, as you may know there are lots and lots of kids in schools who have special educational needs. Some yeah. of them really bad who get statemented and others on lesser programs called School Action and School Action Plus. And Ofsted came out with this report saying lots of of them were misdiagnosed that there was lots of overdiagnosis, which turns out not to be very surprising because schools get more money when they say our kids have special educational sure, needs sure. Yeah, fine yeah, yeah. but the thing is that happens at the low level the, the school action it doesn't happen at statementing statementing is really famously hard to get because if you get a special educational statement you are entitled to money to protect you right um, and so this massive headline came out half of kids on, on special educational needs are misdiagnosed all over the media people horribly misunderstood Ofsted's report possibly because Ofsted didn't explain it very well yeah. and Ofsted wouldn't publicly correct it they wouldn't Right. They wouldn't annoy the newspapers. First thing we ever picked up and tried to get corrected. We went to some newspapers and it got corrected within a couple of days. Other newspapers weren't having any of it. Ofsted wouldn't help. We went to um, Parliament and we got somebody to table a parliamentary question asking Ofsted, so what's going on here? And of course they have to answer that. So they had to say publicly, here's what's going on here. And because they did that, we could go to the Press Complaints Commission and actually get corrections printed by all the newspapers. And we actually had, I think, a minister challenged in Parliament to say, you know, this was said, but this isn't true, is it, minister? And and they had to acknowledge that. And all of this took nine months to sort out. But we did 
did it in time that when they finished for consultation, when they were putting out their proposals, it had been cleared up. Yeah. And I don't know for a fact if there are kids who are now in a different set of circumstances because that mess was cleared up, but it's entirely possible. Yeah. And I really care about our work when in some way somebody's life actually ends up being better because better information was there so we can make better decisions. Yeah, I mean, that's great. And it's crazy to think there. And I think, again, you've got to hope that in the future as you said that that comfortableness with being corrected yeah because the fact there sounds like Ofsted didn't actually have anything wrong they just hadn't explained it well so it's it's then the newspapers more that have got it wrong and pushed it the wrong way so the fact that Ofsted weren't even willing to go Oh no, we didn't actually meet. Like, yeah. not, not yeah. even say, "Oh shit, we fucked up, man." It's, it's that bad. It's like, no, 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 you've, you've misinterpreted that. So it's not even them that's done it wrong, but they're not willing. There was a nerve and unwillingness to do that until yeah. their 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 hand was forced. So. That happens quite a lot as well, where it's not. I mean, if you wanted to lay the blame somewhere, it wouldn't necessarily be the newspapers or whoever yeah. is reporting yeah. it. Sometimes it's the statisticians, and we do quite a lot Put of it work across, across wrong or just not. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Or it's just I don't know. There's a big caveat like something that you should know when you're reporting or something they've, they've asked a one policeman what he roughly yeah. thinks rather <laughs> yeah. than actually doing a poll and getting yeah. the statistics and facts there yeah. yeah and like sometimes they have like really vital information like on the third or fourth page of a press release and you're kind of like why did you put it there yeah you need to put it earlier yeah. <laughs> i mean that's interesting is that something that you think about a lot the structure of your corrections so that you're getting the important bit first or do you hold a bit of it off to kind of draw people into to read mm. the whole thing or what's is is that something is it important to at, at the start say that was wrong we switched around actually yeah. so we started out doing like you know if you read the entire thing then at the bottom we will finally tell you what we actually thought yeah. and then we realised that that was probably quite annoying yeah. um, so what we've tried to do now is tell people you know this is basically what we think is going on but you know here, here are all the here's, reasons here's the but what we don't ever want anyone to do is kind of just take our word for things yeah. I mean we hope you can yeah. but all the links are there that take you right back to resources we've yeah. used and the idea is that you can judge it for yourself so we don't want to just kind of read the first paragraph and go away with full fact sets you know read it and go away with this is what I think I'm going to buy fullerfact.org and I'm going to fact check everything (laughs) that you guys do so it's just this constant thing and then you know everyone's keeping everyone in check that'll be that'll be be great great. (laughs) yeah Um, so, so what is the plan going forward obviously you'd like to embrace technology and just all sorts of things but I mean we're getting up to the hour of point now so we'll start to wrap things up obviously if there's anything else you want to address or talk about we can go on as long as you want but yeah what's kind of the plan plan for the future and the main thing you want to get across at the moment there's an election there's an election happening really soon and we get a voice and we get listened to and your MPs and all the other people who want to be your MPs are going to be standing in rooms looking for audiences and you can go along and ask them questions and maybe some of those questions ought to be why did you just say that where did you get that from can you prove it why should I care why should I trust you Um, we have this amazing opportunity finally the media we get to write half of it we get to write the comments we get to write our own stuff we get to make our own videos we have this amazing opportunity to control the message and some of the message should be we don't trust you but we will trust you if you give us reasons to trust you so give us reasons to trust you and if people want to join in with us we need people who will come in during the election campaign we need people who will help us make great videos make great recordings 
people who will help us monitor everything everyone's saying all over the country. We need people who will help us develop these tools that will let us do tens or hundreds of times more than yeah. we can currently do, even with a team we've got. And we can actually make a really big dent of yeah. the next election, so, but only with people's help. Yeah, yeah, via social media, or you can email us. Our email address is team at fullfact.org. Perfect. And that literally goes to all of us, so yeah. the right person will see, you know, our health person will see it, or our comms people will see it, or I will see it, and, you know, the right person yeah. will be able to get back to you. But we do also, we have to get to a point where people get that what we're doing is important and people want to help fund it. Yeah. And we are really, really grateful for everyone who gives us money one-off, and particularly people who give us money every single month, even if it's yeah. a small amount. Mm. Give us that predictability so we can invest in building those yeah. things. and know what you can plan into the future exactly I, I, I think, it makes you know, such I mean, a difference the thing for me there's there's two points i want to kind of speak on on there is it's key to remember um and i was discussing we had killer mike last week who's an mc but also an incredible political talker and and knows his stuff and one of the keys he was saying was in elections and in these things we get blinded by the characters the four or five people that are our main our leads in the yeah. story they're not actually the the be all and end all there's far more underneath them and yeah. down to our personal level so yeah. the fact is Nigel, Nigel Farage, David Cameron Russell Brand you know it's yeah. fine that they're these are the people who's corny or taking or hating on but it goes a lot deeper than that and it affects a lot more people than that a Russell Brand if you're championing him he probably won't actually be at your local council meeting and he won't be at your local you know he's not going to be the one there so yeah. it needs to go deeper than that and you mm. need a greater understanding and yeah. the thing for me with a full factor.org is even just appealing to the, the the selfishness of individuals there's nothing better than being the smartest prick out of your bunch of friends <laughs> on Facebook or on in at, at the water cooler or whatever. So yeah. the beauty there is, as you guys will, I would imagine, be addressing question time, addressing yeah. everything in that yeah. lead up, the stuff that yeah. people are going to be discussing on Facebook and going to be discussing on Twitter and in mm. person. That's the plan. You're the place that people can come to for the cold hard facts, rather than, oh, what did you think of that guy who? questioned Russell Brand but turned out to be a relative of someone in UK which actually <laughs> isn't a big deal that yeah. someone's a relative that's not that, yeah. that's not actually the be all and end that's something that you can argue at the cooler it's like, yeah. like well, that, a person who's a relative of someone in UK is still allowed to have an opinion allowed to ask a question it doesn't have to be a, a stooge there it's, it's a valid thing but all of these things it, it, you, you can be the one to delve deeper than th- the lead characters in this drama that is going to play out that actually crafts our future and our mm. country and everything else you Definitely. can look past yeah you can look at all the supporting actors and the actual plot and the actual facts and everything that that that, that builds that and that's i think why it's a great a great a resource we've got there so yeah well thanks and also if we haven't covered anything that anyone thinks we ought to have then email us team at fullfact.org tweet us on fullfact or facebook with fullfact.org and um you know we want to be responding to things people actually care about so let us know and we'll help where the the social media is key it was also great before we started this you guys were talking about potentially having a podcast in the future if that happens yeah keep listening here and i'll let people know and plug that because again i think that's it's that accessibility is that that being able to sit down and again even i will admit it's 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 a laziness in a way it's the fact that if you guys have got a podcast i can pop that on on my way Mm -hmm. to work and i'm not having to read 
10 different articles hopefully you know yeah. i'm still you know i'm not using i'm not uh, you, as you said you've got to question everything still essentially but it's yeah. great to have those resources and access there yeah so, and we want to make it as easy as possible as well it shouldn't definitely. be difficult it's absolutely yeah. the, the key isn't it? it's bizarre how difficult it can be yeah. and i think there's a sense of achievement when you do know how to find this information yeah but it's like mm. that cool band that no one knows about <laughs> it's better if everyone knows about yeah. them it's kind of it's nice to have your little project but it's better if everyone can access yeah. that and enjoy that yeah. for what it is so. and you say it's laziness in a way and and you know it is all of us kind of reach a limit of just i can't be bothered with this anymore but it is also i think most of us just think things can't get better and actually we've been doing this for four years now and we've proven they can get better and they can get better in really dramatic and important ways and what we just need to do now is do that much bigger yeah mm. Oh, well, that's, that, oh, that's great we'll wrap it up there thank you very much Will and Phoebe for coming on thank you uh, thanks for having us. and on all the social medias Brilliant. thanks a lot cheers thank you thanks fact.org episode 13 of the distraction pieces podcast thank you for listening and thank you to will and phoebe i thought that absolutely fascinating um if you were listening to this on the acast app you will have had all the links come up appropriately for where you can contact them and and where you can get in touch again i mentioned this a lot but i'm a fan of the acast app because we spend a few hours each week when we're uploading and me and woogie putting links into the app so if you're listening on the app you can either click the links at the time or, or wait until the end and it will have all the appropriate links. And whether that be links to websites, to YouTube clips, to, to Amazon links to buy and support things, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, if you listen to that, all the links were there. If not, obviously, we, we said a lot of the stuff, so you can go and hunt them down or just go to fullfact.org. Um, thank you for tuning in. On to next week's show. And next week we have... Um, one of my favourite comedians and generally favourite people in the world, Miss Josie Long. Um, I've been a fan of her comedy for a long time. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to watch her become more politicised and politically active um, over the month. So, yeah, it's a great chat. We had it just before the end of the year, um, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. So check that out. If you'd like to hit me up on anything, I'm on Twitter, at Scroobius Pipio, um, and at Scroobius Pipio on Instagram, or facebook.com slash Scroobius Pip. Come and say hello, come and request stuff, come and suggest stuff, do it. Um, But until next week, see you in a bit. And oh, and and before you go, also do subscribe. Um, I know I mentioned it at the start of load, but yeah, if you can subscribe, that'd be great. The podcast's over now, so you've got time to go and hunt around the app to find the subscribe button. And then you don't even have to w- worry about it. You will have Josie Long in your ears next Wednesday. See you in a bit. Bye. <laughs>